afternoon to call this uh, public hearing to order. Uh, good to see everyone. Um, good, good to have you here. Uh, let, let me do this. Um, we told one of the other groups that well before today there's a series of events that take place. That being that Samantha several months ago sent out budget sheets to each of the departments. And when I say departments, that's more so than just the Libby County Board of Commissioners because trying to make this as much educational as we can. Um, Mr. Jerry Brown and Mr. Moser, they have a, a staff that they supervise. And then also in this building, Task Commissioner Virgil Jones, uh, he's a tax commissioner, his staff, uh, Ms. Glenda uh, Roberts has her staff, tax assessor staff, uh, and then we have inspections, other people that are here, then in the Justice Center, unfortunately, the sheriff's over there with his entire staff, uh, magistrate court, clerk of courts, um, I'm missing one. All the, all the court systems were there, there. Uh, so all those people who operate under the big umbrella of the county are given budget reports to make their request for what they need to operate for a year. So they, their sheets go out and they come in. And then, uh, in fact, they actually come and present to us. So I, I recommend to the citizens next year when they come to present, you wouldn't sit in the audience and hear their presentation. You would learn a lot. But they present one by one for each department on what their needs are to operate efficiently for a year. Uh, and we get, we get to learn a lot uh, from year to year hearing from them. Um, anyway, we have, have to present, then the, the commissioners sit and review those with our finance, with our staff, uh, their sheets, um, and go through it with the, with the fine tooth comb, I guess say, uh, trying to find ways uh, to, to look at what's needed, what may be delayed, and what, what's not needed. Um, then we sometimes able to apply some things to another source of uh, funding, whether it be <coughs> SPLOS fundable, then we put in the SPLOS. So those of you who have approved SPLOS over the years, we thank you for that. It helps to pay for a lot of the capital improvements in Liberty County, keeps it out of the general fund SPLOS that covers those items. So a lot of the capital equipment comes and is covered through SPLOS items. And then we kind of uh, create a a, a wish list. If we can delay some things uh, to a later part of the year, then we do that. All trying to help because uh, while that's going on, we're waiting for the tax digest to come in from Ms. Glenda Roberts' office. And then when that comes, that kind of tells us where our growth has been in the digest. And uh, we look forward to that because it helps us to know uh, what funds will be available to afford operation of the county. Um, and the digest did very well last year, I'm happy to say. <coughs> but also at the same time, we had some unexpected expenditures, one being our, our insurance. Uh, and also we're still standing up our countywide fire department. Uh, as you very well know, if you've been in management at all, personnel is going to be your most expensive piece of running. It's going to be personnel. Of course, we're still on the backside of um, uh, ensuring that we have our EMS clearly operation also. Um, but something that Commissioner Stevens said, I'm reminded of that, so just so you know uh, up front, we, we do not pave roads out of 
the general fund that comes out of SPLOS, our T-SPLOS. So thank you once again for approving your SPLOS and T-SPLOS. So road pavement projects do not come out of your own fund. Um, this board is uh, responsible for the uh, departments I mentioned earlier. Of course, we give funds to help run the library, the health department, all those things that are necessary services. And Ms. Uh, Samantha's gonna run through some of that later. Uh, but we do not, and I repeat, we do not. Uh, we collaborate with, but we don't have anything to do with school board. That's totally under their board and their umbrella. Okay. Um, Liberty County Development Authority, a separate body that, that met, uh, had a hearing over there, <coughs> and no one came over there. The development authority does all the industrial related stuff. That's what that's what they do. Um, and so, just so you know, that's why on my our public hearing protocol it says please keep it to those matters that 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 are uh, directly under the county's umbrella. Because once again, school board's not our baby, development authority's not our baby either. It's separate bodies with separate boards that do those things. Um, we. Uh, appreciative, I, I was in a, a group this morning with, uh, with a lot of young people from the, the three high schools, Liberty, Bradwell, and First Preparatory now. And we talked a, a lot about the county and what they see, and, and all those kids mentioned growth. I, I, they see the growth in our county, so I'm happy to see they're paying attention. Uh, so that just has been good to us, but um, as well as we try to plan, we did not plan for the great uh, increase in our insurance rates. But we knew we had to cover the salaries because we agreed as a board that we would provide comparable salaries. So that's in this package too, um, to ensure that employees are well paid as well as to make sure that we have a staff that's um, stable for our county because you know, people can opt to go other places for a higher pay sometimes. So with the staffing, uh, with the insurance, and with the fire, those are three major items that I think Ms. Sam's gonna show you in a little while that affected this year's budgeting process. Um, but those are things that some we knew about, some we didn't know about. So that's kind of has gotten us to where we are. So I hope that gives you some understanding of how we go about um, getting to where we are today. And then we have to see, you know, what the digest is going to cover. And the shortfall has to come, of course, from uh, primarily from the property values, property taxes. I mean, there are other funds that help us out too, but the state of Georgia says counties will be funded primarily by property taxes. So. That's kind of where we are. Um, I will say this to you, and it's in all fairness, if I were not a commissioner, I wouldn't know nearly as much about how government runs. So it really has helped to, I think all of us will say that, yeah, uh, to be informed on what it takes to make the, uh, the county run and run it e efficiently. Um, so with that, I think we're gonna go ahead and start. Uh, please, if you will, uh, Ms. Uh, Maria's back there. If you hadn't signed in to speak, please sign in uh, to speak and let's uh, here to the rules so we can move through this and uh, give as much attention as we, as we can. But I really want this to be as educational as we can because every year, and it may not ever end, but every year we find ourselves having to educate the public on things, i.e., uh, one that always comes up is school board. And we don't do school board. Yeah. We're, we're strictly under the county's umbrella. I happen to see Mr. Stafford on the front row, uh, Board of Elections. That's also under our umbrella. You know, it's one of those things. So, so there's a lot of things. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, they need space. They need space as we speak. They need space as we speak. So we, we're looking for that. As you know, the health department's on the way yes, because sir. the one we have now is, I hate to say antiquated, but <laughs> that's where that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. 
So those are all the services that, that the county helps supervise, help to provide. So um, we try to do our best, and we do. Someone mentioned, you know, about shopping around. We do shop around. You know, we don't just take you know, a price from someone. We shop around and compare prices, all those things, to make sure that uh, we're being good stewards of your of your funds. And and once again, I cannot say it enough. We thank you so much for SPLOS and T SPLOS to help us out with our our road projects and with our, some of our special projects, i.e., uh, a lot of projects in. Uh, recreation. I know Commissioner Fifth now is looking at some new plate equipment for her park in Gumbrand. So Splos mm -hmm. helps us with that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. That way it doesn't have to come out of property taxes. Thank. Uh, uh, I'm going to stop there now and allow uh, Miss Samantha to lead us through the, the presentation. Good afternoon, Mr. Chairman, Commissioners. Good afternoon. Today's public hearing is an opportunity to receive public comment on our proposed 2023 millage rate. Uh, the Board of Commissioners are scheduled to take action after the third public hearing, which is set to start this evening at 5 p.m. Um, a summary of the county's proposed millage rate has been posted on our website and advertised in the newspaper. Um, I do also want to mention that this presentation and public hearing only relates to the county's portion of the millage um, as Chairman Levitt explained, we have nothing to do with the hospital authority, development authority, school board, um, even the city tax that the city of Hinesville assesses its residents. These are all uh, external organizations. They have um, their own boards, adopt their own budgets, and set their own millage rates. Um, Kind of want to start this presentation by explaining a little bit of what uh, Chairman Levitt just said, but how the um, how the millage process works for the county. Each year, the county develops a budget for the upcoming fiscal year. Um, the Board of Commissioners approve that budget on or before June 30th, which is our fiscal year end. Um, the tax assessor's office determines the current values of all the properties, real and personal, located within the county um, and issues a consolidated digest. Using the approved budget, the county then calculates the amount of property tax revenue that we need to support our budget um, and calculates a millage rate that, that will support our budget. Uh, as, as you're aware, property tax revenue is our largest source of revenue um, and is needed to fund our operations, um, the services that we provide to the citizens, such as law enforcement, public safety, recreation, um, just to name a few. Protecting our citizens is definitely a top priority for the Board of Commissioners. Uh, next, the Board of Commissioners will approve the millage rate for the current tax year. Once the millage rate is approved, the property tax bills are generated and mailed out by the tax commissioner's office. Um, so it is a combined effort by the county, um, the <coughs> board of commissioners, tax assessor's office, and tax commissioner to determine ultimately what amounts will be billed to each taxpayer on their property tax bill. This slide uh, details out the total tax digest um, for the current year and the past three years. Um, we're in tax year 2023, um, and our total digest value net of exemptions increased 25.6%, which is 
or 492 million. Um, I have also included a breakdown for the incorporated City of Hinesville area, as well as the unincorporated and other incorporated areas such as Midway, Riceboro, um, those cities. The net digest for both of the other components also increased 25% from last year. Um, this slide shows a breakdown of the digest growth. Um, as I mentioned, we have had a substantial growth within the county um, of 492 million net. Um, real growth makes up almost 83% of this growth and our reassessed growth was 17%. Um, although the county has experienced substantial growth, um, uh, referring to the digest, the countywide exemptions this year grew by even more. Um, total county exemptions increased 381 million um, in 2022 to 557 million in 2023. This is a 46% increase, which far exceeds our uh, digest growth. This chart um, shows a breakdown of all the exemptions that are offered by the county. Um, some of them are mandated by the state and other ones um, are elected uh, by the board. The smaller chart on the right hand side uh, breaks out our largest top three exemptions, uh, Freeport, Disabled Veteran, and the KDW Local Freeze. These three alone make up 80% of the total county exemptions uh, total. Um, this year, we have had the largest increase in a single year uh, in our total exemptions, as you can see on this graph. Um, total exemptions have been steadily growing over the past eight, nine years, and this year they just jumped. Um, it also is important to remember that these exemptions only apply to counties. Um, the city, the school board, they don't have the same kind of exemptions that we are mandated here at the county um, to reduce, that ultimately reduces our total tax base. Um, another factor that plays a role in the county's millage process is the adjustment we have to make for the duplicated services. Um, state law prevents citizens from being twi taxed twice for the same service. Um, and since the large majority of our citizens of the county reside in the city of Hinesville, um, the county has to adjust its millage rate each year for any duplication of services. And what I mean by that is um, if, the city, if the city of Hinesville offers or has a, a fire department and the county also does, we have to take out those factors within our budget when we are calculating the millage rate that we're applying to the uh, city, city of Hinesville re residents. Um, for the county's current FY24 budget, the duplicated services um, calculated for the city of Hinesville residents was 7.1 million, and the largest by far is for fire protection. The next slide shows the trend of the general funds budget over the last five years. Um, as the county expands its services and service areas within the county, our budget increases. Um, as this slide notes, our budget increased just shy of 17% this year um, and is comparable to the increase from last year of 
Um, as Chairman Lovett mentioned, there are certain reasons other than um, our, you know expanding our services and the areas we serve um, that drive up the county's budget. And for this year, for the FY24 budget, uh, the, one of the largest increases was the property tax insurance increase that we received. Um, this increase was unexpected for the county on such a large scale um, and completely out of our control. Um, another reason for the increased budget is for implementing a salary study that the county had, had done um, that raised the pay scale to market value for um, all of our full-time employees. This was needed for the county to be able to offer competitive wages in an effort to retain and attract employees. Um, this chart shows a breakdown of the county's general fund budget by function uh, for expenditures. As you can see, public safety makes up the largest portion of the pie. Uh, we have also uh, broken down the current year's budget by classification of services. Um, there are certain classifications that are mandated, um, essential, and discretionary. Um, just to illustrate, you know, what percentage of, uh, of the, t the tax dollars and the ultimate um, the budget go and, and what those are used for by the county. And to better explain, um, mandated services include things like the Board of Commissioners, the Sheriff's Office, various courts, the coroner. Essential services include things like fire services, animal control, road and maintenance, um, mosquito control, just to name a few. So our discretionary services, going back, make up a very small piece of the pie. Um, but those are things that relate to uh, just promoting employee retention and we have a service awards luncheon and you know things that kind of bring the county together. Okay. Uh, this is our proposed millage rate for the county for 2023. This year we have broken down the millage rate to include um, certain segments to illustrate the millage equivalent um, or the value for some of the larger services that the county provides. There are many other counties in the state of Georgia that adopt their millage rate in a similar fashion. Uh, we feel that this provides more information to the county residents to better understand uh, the millage rate as a whole. Um, again, the millage rate, pro uh, millage rate proposed is what was determined um, by the county and the Board of Commissioners to support the adopted FY24 budget. There are a couple of assumptions I just wanted to point out in calculating this year's millage rate. Um, this millage rate assumes a 98% collection rate on our property taxes, uh, which is in line with recent years. Um, additionally, this millage rate includes uh, a change in our proposed budget to reduce it by 625,000. For some new fire personnel. We're just kind of pushing that out to next fiscal year in an attempt to try to reduce the amount of ultimate property taxes that we need to support the budget. Uh, these charts show a breakdown of the proposed millage rate 
by segment for both the unincorporated and incorporated other areas, um, as well as the city of Hinesville. Um, And now these charts show a breakdown of the proposed millage rate for the county um, as a percentage of the whole millage rate that you will um, be taxed for on your property tax bills. Um, please note that these are proposed rates that may or may not have been adopted by the different agencies um, thus far. But for the unincorporated and incorporated other areas of the county, the county's portion of the total millage rate proposed for 2023 makes up about 50%. Uh, the Board of Education makes up about 36% of your total millage. Um, as you recall, we have to back out some of those duplicated services for the residents of Hinesville. So if the county tax for the residents of Hinesville, um, the county portion of the millage is 37%. Uh, the Board of Education is another 31%. And the city's portion, the city tax to its residents um, is 20%. And there are the, sm uh, the other smaller areas, the hospital authority and development authority, um, that also comprise a portion of the total. We have added this slide, um, which is the notice of property tax increase that the county advertised in the newspaper to address some questions um, and concerns we have heard on this matter. Um, this advertisement can be very misleading uh, to the public and we wanted to stress the fact that we do not expect in any way the county's property taxes to increase the 35% this year. Um, this calculation is one that is required by the state um, based on a rollback of property taxes, a very kind of convoluted and complicated um, calculation, but it does not reflect the actual increase that we're gonna see or that we expect to see. Um, something else we have received some questions on is the home out, homeowner's tax relief grant. Um, this was so signed into state law by Governor Kemp in March of 2023 and allows for a one-time reduction of $18,000 to the assessed value of your property, um, and this will show up as a credit on your tax bill. Um, please note that this only applies to residential taxpayers that receive the standard um, homestead exemption. So if it's your primary home and you have applied for your homestead exemption prior to April 1st, um, you will get this credit this year. Uh, if you own more than one property or more than one home uh, in Liberty County, a rental property, you know, uh, other kind of properties, you won't receive this on your second property. It will only be the one you live as your primary residence that you receive the homestead exemption. Um, this reduction of tax or this reduction of value uh, will automatically be applied to your tax bills and there is no action required by the homeowners to receive it. Um, please note that this is a one-time reduction that was given to the state to all of us this year, um, but cannot be relied upon or expected in future years. I have included some millage rate examples um, to show the proposed 2023 taxes for residential homeowners 
And again, I stress that this is only the county's calculation for its portion of the total millage rate. Um, the first example here is for a home that is valued at $150,000 in the unincorporated and other areas of the county. The chart on the left, um, there are two columns of information. I'm not sure if you guys can see that well, but um, the, the left-hand side column is for a home that is $150,000. It was valued that this year and last year, so no change in value which we know that there was an assessment done and it's pretty unlikely. Um, so we have just projected um, very loosely, just estimated the next column to the right is a $150,000 home whose value increased 20% from last year. Um, the chart on the right-hand side is just showing you the calculation for last year's tax and then the left is the 2023 <coughs> projected. Um, this example, however, uh, does show a residential homeowner that is, um, is taking the homestead exemption. And so I have also included the calculation. The $2,000 is a homestead exemption calculation and the HTRG exemption of the $18,000. So this takes your value and backs out your exemptions to get a total value at which the millage rate will be applied. Um, also, you, may be, you might be eligible for other kinds of exemptions. Um, that is not shown in this illustration. This does not um, in any way represent the actual amount of tax you're going to pay. This is just for illustrative purposes on how um, your property tax are calculated, especially showing that, uh, that credit from the state and what effect it will have on this year's tax. Um, for the home that's valued at $150,000, that the value increased by 20%, the increase on your 2023 tax bill for the county will be $10. You might be asking yourself in the other column, how can there be a decrease um, from taxes if we know the millage rate is increasing? This is due to that state credit that we're all, that we're all the, uh, the homestead properties are receiving. Um, and and it's, it's actually helping and the the, the value of your home, I mean, the more that your home is valued, the less, you'll get the same benefit, but the less um, tax effect it'll have. And I'll show you in the next example. So this is a um, example of a $250,000 home, also in the unincorporated and other areas of the county. Um, similar to the previous slide, the left-hand column is your 2023 projected property taxes, and the right-hand column is last year's tax calculation, using those um, proposed millage rate for current year and the actual millage rate from last year. Uh, for a home valued at $250,000 with no change in value from the previous year, there would be a $14 reduction in taxes. However, for that same home valued at $250,000 this year, that's value increased 20% from last year, uh, we're estimating an increase in property taxes annually of $276. So I've, I've also done the calculations for um, a city of Hinesville resident uh, in relation to the county's taxes 
um, using the same method methodology. Um, so a home with $150,000 in Hinesville with a 20% increase in property value, and that's just totally projected, hypothetical, um, we would expect taxes to increase by $20. 30. For a $250,000 home in the city of Hinesville, with its value also having increased 20%, we would expect an increase in property taxes of $277 for the year. And please remember, this is only the county's portion of the millage. Um, and this completes my presentation, and I'll be happy to take any questions. Okay. What we're going to do now is commissions allow the public to have public participation piece, and Ms. Maria has given Mr. Mosley the, the chart. He will do the roll call for us. Um, public, I ask you again. Um, IT, put that first slide up again, please, with the Protocol we're going to try to abide by. Ask everybody to give it that very level best to abide by the protocol. Just a minute, Mr. Mosley. Here it is. All right. Those wishing to speak, register. <clears throat> Hope you've done that. Uh, address comments to the chairman of the board. Uh, offer comments once doing each hearing three minutes. Uh, keep it directly. Uh, related to, to this matter, and you can submit questions for follow-up. Let me say that um, you have the opportunity as a public at any time to make an appointment with the staff, and we'll sit down with you in our room and just go over whatever you want to go over with. You know, so you have us at your discretion rather than come into an uh, event like this where you may only have three to five minutes. You can have us at your discretion. You know, call and make an appointment, and uh, Mr. Brown will assign the appropriate staff to sit down with you and discuss whatever it is you need to discuss. I would, I would say this. These are your first line right here, though. Go to your commission. Find out who your commissioners are. Go to them first. That's what they're here for. Go to them first, you know. Then should you need to, because uh, they'll always call in the county staff, too, for help that they need. But, but use your commissioners. They represent each area of Liberty County, Georgia. Go to your commissioners. Uh, and you can get a lot of questions answered. You can one-on-one, -on -one, nothing better than one-on-one. -on -one, you know, certainly if you want to, you can come up here. Our budget is always available for review. It's open record. Those kind of things, open record. Of course, our minutes are online. You can always look at those, as well as our minutes are live stream. So you have ample opportunities to have access to us, rather than once a year, at this time. All right. Who's first, Mr. Mosley? Mr. Mike Stewart. Uh, Mr. Mike Coward, sir. Mike Coward. Yes, sir. Ah, hi, sir, how are you? Doing well, sir. Good to see you. Mr. Commissioner, yeah. Mr. Chairman, I should say, yeah, and all the commissioners. Yeah. Never done this before. That's right. But um, I'm here because of that. Yes, and uh, I got my notice in April of what taxes were going to be, and my taxes increased almost $600 this coming year. Mm -hmm. And then I see this notice that tells me we're going to go up again. Is that true? The, the notice you got in April is from the tax assessor's office. Right. Okay. You know, so, so, and you had opportunity three months mm -hmm. to go to yeah, go in there and talk to go about discuss it. with them. I was that's just going to pay it. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> and that's just the state requires them to do that, but that's not your actual taxes. You know, okay. Because the minute hadn't been set by that time. That's to give you a notice that your property been appraised, and it could be this. So, right. The idea then is to go to speak with them should you have some need to discuss it with them and get that cleared out. But 
and, and Glenda Hall office, that's what they do downstairs. Okay. So that, but that's not your actual tax bill. In fact, it says that this is not a bill. Well, yeah. I know that, yeah. but I yeah. mean, when it comes time for the bill, yeah. that's what it's going to be. Is that correct? No, sir. No. No, sir. no, no, no. Help me out. Uh, once we say the bill is, then that determines what's, what's okay. the, what the bill would be. Well, then from what I'm understanding in that is my taxes are going to go up if this millage rate is passed, and it's going to go up, what percentage was that, Nine, like 19? Well, see, it's according to your exemptions. Everybody's different. I hope I got an exemption. Yeah, I hope so, too. You have the chance to go to sign up for okay. exemptions. I've yeah. been a resident of this county for 31 years. Yeah. I've lived in my address for 27 years. Yeah. I appreciate everything yeah. y'all do for us. Thank you, sir. I, I really do. And I know it's a tough job. It is. But when you're 72 and retired, mm -hmm. you have to budget this. Yeah. And I'm yeah. budgeted out. One, two, three. Three, four retirees on this commission. Oh, that's we all in the same boat. Ha, has a county ever considered what other some other counties do, like Glenn, where senior citizens are exempt from the school board side of the taxes? Once again, that's a school board. That's issue. a school board thing. Yes, I know. Sir. Yes, sir. But you're not the ones that decide no, that. No, sir. Not at all. Oh, I need to go see the school board. You do. Okay. You do. Okay. And, and listen, before you leave the building, go down to Ms. Glenda's office to see what exemptions you're signed up for. Oh, I'm fixing to go down there and find yeah, out. Yeah. That's why I encourage you. Don't wait till <laughs> now to do that. Yeah. I'm fixing to go. I think I've got all the exemptions I'm supposed oh, go to check. have. Go check. And I'm going to go check. Go check. I, I'm just here to say I hope y'all don't increase my taxes no more. It's tough at 72. And if y'all can keep them where they're at, that would be great. But I appreciate everything you do, although. Thank you, sir. Appreciate right. you. Thank you. Good so to see you. Good, good to, to see you. Oh, yeah. I went around with Mike Tyson yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> good to see you. Good to see you. You should see the other guy. <laughs> the next person, Mr. Bosley. Once again, you know, exemptions. That's Ms. Glenda's office downstairs. Don't wait to now to check on that. Don't wait to now to check on that. See what your exemptions are. See if you need to renew something. See, you may qualify for something additionally. Now, but keep this in mind. The more exemptions we have, and, and it's good that you get them, but remember them, remember this, it has to be made up somewhere, but I do want you to get all the exemptions you qualify for. So please go see Ms. Glenn about that. Ms. Rhonda Darney. Ms. Darney? <laughs> Mr. Chairman, Commissioners, um, I do appreciate the fact that we at least have a fire department out on our end now, and I'm hoping some of that money in the budget is going to be to get a third bay out there where we can get a ladder truck because a number of us have two-story buildings and there's no way to get, you know, that taken care of now, so I'm, I'm <coughs> hoping that that will be taken care of. I'm not going to say too much because I know you know what you're doing, but I am just going to say, like he, he said, it's getting very difficult. I retired in 2010. This year is the first time from my teaching retirement in Ohio. We got a 1% one-time raise, which means with the rate of inflation, I'm forced to live on about 50% of what I had when I retired. And as you well know, everybody's insurance, taxes, everything going up, and it really is getting very, very difficult. <clears throat> the other thing I'm concerned about, I have two young grandsons that have very young families. 
and every five, ten, fifty, hundred dollars, you know, that they have to pay, it's very difficult. And unfortunately, you know, the situation that, that they're in with the inflation and everything, guess who they come to for help? Great grandma and grandma, you know, and um, you know, you, got, you, you, you sing into the choir. <laughs> well, I've got a new great grandson who's, who's adorable and, you know, but trying to pay for diapers and food and all this other yet. stuff. <laughs> Knock on wood. But anyway, um, I do appreciate, you know, what you've tried to do, but it, it does get difficult. And I guess the one question, you know, maybe you could answer, and I don't know if you can. I honestly do not understand why five years in a row that everything has to be Increasing and increasing and increasing. I thought, and this is a little bit off the end, I thought with all these millions of dollars coming in from the trade port area that part of this would be covered. And I'm not sure why not. Maybe you can help me out with that. The, it's, it's not just the trade port area. Um, and didn't see my five chief come in? Uh, yes, Get ready to come. Just a few minutes, please, sir. Um, it's... The, the commercial growth is what really brings in the income for the council. Uh -huh. We've had a lot of commercial growth. And we were really looking forward to it being able to cover everything we need. But then, as Mr. Mantha presented, then the insurance bill hit us. Of course, we knew we had done the, the issue with the staffing, you know, take care of the staff, upgrade the staff. We knew that coming. But the insurance just kind of caught us totally off guard. So the growth wasn't enough to cover our new expenditures. Mm. We were not looking, we were not looking and never look forward to having to increase millies. We never do that. But those things happen uh, and, and we have to have our county properties insured so uh, just the nature of the beast uh, of that. And now you mentioned, and I was, I was advised that it's not good to, to go back because I thought, as you were thinking, you know, people are wondering, well, what happened this year, this year? You know, we started with public safety and then the fire, then the EMS, so those things that happened over the years that has caused us to have a little uptick to cover. Personnel is going to be your, your biggest expense. So to cover those yeah. personnel for those, those departments. I mean, the, the sheriff came three years ago maybe with his request for increased personnel. Then we did the fire. Then we took over the EMS. All those things are, are costly yeah. uh, and necessary. Uh, my, my EMS people here, necessary. So those are the reasons from year to year to year why we had to do a little uptick in our, in our millage. Okay, one more question you're yes, probably sir. not going to like. I've been told from a number of officials in the county that only about 40% of the taxes on the mobile homes are ever collected. Is that true? And if so, why? Um, I don't know the answer to that question. I can, I can find out. I do know that I had a, a, a conversation with the Tax Commissioner Jones a few months ago when he's He's investigating a company that specializes in mobile home tax to, and, and to ensure uh, they, they are moving target. People move them in, they're moving out, those kind of things, and it's hard to manage. So he has uh, learned of a company that specializes in that. In fact, you hear it now, Commissioner, he wants to have that company maybe present to us in December on what they'd like to offer to help us with managing that whole issue of monitoring mobile homes in, in Liberty County. That might be a good thing, because I will tell you, yeah. a couple houses away from my daughter, there was a lady who hadn't paid taxes for 17 years, and nothing yeah. was ever done about it until she passed away. Yeah. And I think that's something you really need to look into to get that in. And one more question, then I'll be quiet. Um, I know we're at 4% on what you bring in for taxes, you know, on, on what we purchase. Instead of, 
you know, you're allowed under, under the state. I assume I read 5%. Is that correct? I'm not understanding. Come on. Maybe splossed. <clears throat> no, another not tax splossed. on per merchandise that yeah. we purchase. I think 4% is state. And then. Oh, it said Georgia it, State can go up to 5%. Oh, go up to 5 four. And then, okay. Oh, okay. 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 <clears throat> so maybe Perhaps that's something in the future to keep things. Down a living mm -hmm. that that way everybody's yeah. paying something and not just homeowners. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that our maintenance department when he presented his budget, one of his larger, uh, one of his line items that had the greatest increase was supplies on the cost of supplies. Now you know yeah. the yeah. stuff that we need to, and wherever this goes to, um, I had the opportunity to visit the deal yesterday with some folk and they made a, a comment about we have one of the cleanest deals in the in the state. They said, "I said I'm glad somebody." <laughs> We had that, but but my point of view is when I made this guy came. That's one of his greatest increases in his line item was the was clean supplies, those kind of things. light bulbs, yeah, those kind of things. We all know. Please. We all know. I think yeah. Mr. Stevens wanted to I'm say sorry. something. Uh, Mr. Chair, <clears throat> I heard what, what you stated a few minutes ago, and thank you for taking your time to come today. And I noticed one thing that probably would be able to help us out, and I just made this discovery that we need to look at our inspections and permit costs. Just to give an example, uh, on an industry, Liberty County is only charging $990. Over in Brunswick, it's $272,000 for a permit. That's a big difference. Hinesville is charging $102,000, but we only charging $990. That's a big difference, so we need to look at that as soon expeditiously after we get through with this. Okay. Save us money next we'll year. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> right. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you anyway. Good to see you. Thank, Thank you. you. Mr. Mr. Chairman, we're going to be bringing a recommendation to the Board of Commissioners on fee proposals in that area. Okay. The next one, Mr. Chairman, is uh, Mr. John McIver. Mr. John. Chairman. Chairman Emeritus. <laughs> Good afternoon, Chairman. Oh, sir. And fellow commissioners. Uh, I thought I'd be getting a Merry Christmas greeting <laughs> from the commissioners this year. <laughs> <laughs> don't seem like you're going to get a Merry Christmas. It's going to be the French Loop Store Christmas. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm here this afternoon to uh, not to advocate or to you know, speak against the military. Uh, some of the questions I had written down, written down uh, was presented or uh, answered in our presentation. presentation. Mm -hmm. And I had some questions about the budget increase, uh, the real growth, <coughs> reassessment growth, and the collection rate. I think you addressed that pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I'm specifically concerned about the collection rate. And it appeared that for this fiscal year, a calendar year, you can be doing a 98% collection. And that's real great. Because when I looked in the coastal Korea, at all the advertisement of uh, property that goes up on the sheriff's sale by Mr. Jones, you look at it, those property are delinquent for three years. <laughs> three years delinquent. And how can the county operate when you set the budget and on the millage and what you want to collect to pay for general operation and the property tax 
and it's not being collected. Now, I know it's not Mr. Jones' fault because there are a lot of citizens who have property just refuse to pay it. But some of them can't not, cannot pay it. And we've got, we got to think about senior citizens, fixed income, like this uh, presenter, they don't fix income. And those incomes are not increasing as the county increased property tax. So wherever exemption they can get, they're getting it and they have exhausted and nothing more you can get. But again, property tax have to go up. So um, encouraging the board uh, in the future if you're not doing it, let's start looking at other sources of revenue that can possibly offset some of the cost of operation for the thing that, that you are doing, doing a great job. I know there's a lot of capital projects that's on the book being paid for with some of the splash dollars. Great job. We need it. You got to catch up. But when you start seeing growth like we've seen this past uh, fiscal year, in this year 23, reassessed growth, 17%, real growth, 8%, 25.6% increase in the digest. That's a lot of increase. <laughs> but you look at it also, where I see there's a 557 6688981 in what exemptions exemptions that cannot be taxed that's that's the burden and what happened you shift to those who not take advantage of the exemptions so and those are senior citizens i just want to advocate you know to the board and we 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 are doing a good job but there's a time because Put another notch in that belt. And we all try to do that when we can. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, Chairman McIver, one of the things that when um, Ms. Ms. Glenda Roberts came before us, because you, you know this, having sat where I sit, um, to tell us that the state, um, you know, the state requirements about the appraisals and where they have to be. She, she gave us a, a warning shot, you know. Of course, this is from the state, it's not from her, but she was, the, don't shoot the messenger, she was the messenger. Uh, but she also put us on alert, sir, that uh, even where they set the appraisal values, the state still, it still doesn't meet the, um, what's the word? Um, the threshold. Yeah, the threshold. Yeah, that the state requires. So, so, so we made it, we could possibly see that increase next year. Now we have been, we were looking so much forward to the digest bailing us out. <laughs> we were looking so much, and the digest did very well. Mm -hmm. But as you very well said, the exemptions just came and didn't wipe it out, but it took away some of the gravy we thought we would have so that we could perhaps do some rollback. But that's, that's what happened to us this year. So we're looking at, there's a lot of growth in the community, mm -hmm. countywide. So we're looking forward to what next year is going to bring, but we take in consideration everything that uh, you've said. And, and just as when you were here, I, my, my county department here is a very conscientious, you know, about what they request, what they have to have to include the, the board that you chair, mm -hmm. you know, always looking out for the county. So we appreciate those people. But um, 
I won't say I was dis well, yeah, I was disappointed that <laughs> that we weren't able to use all the all the fruit of the digest this time uh, to help us out. We look forward to that, and we're always conscious about seniors and those who uh, struggle because we know the uh, uh, you know <coughs> trip to the grocery store now ain't what it used to be. Right. Yeah. All, all those other th things factor in, so we take very well uh, your recommendation. We we promise we're gonna look at that, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Next, uh, Mr. Chairman, is Ms. Nancy Holman Meyer. Ms. Holman, Ms. Meyer. Hello. Hello. Hello everybody. Um, I would like to say thank you, sir. Everything you said was right on the line. Put a notch in your belt. We all have to. I also. Oh, can I do this? Uh, That's not my three minutes, sir. No, 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 no. Okay. Samantha, <laughs> remind me again. Uh, the dollar figure, the cuts we made. How many million was it? Uh, Long story short, we that belt is squeezed. Right. We can hardly breathe. Yeah, I know. I'm getting a little tight <laughs> <Yeah>. myself. <laughs> Six point seven million. Six point seven million. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I want to say also, we as citizens really do, even though. You probably don't believe me because I've been up here spouting uh, many other times. We really do appreciate what you're doing for us. Um, but you also need to remember that Liberty County is a poor county. I think we're number 44 in the state. And, you know, you can't get blood from a turnip or from a stone or whatever that little saying is. But we do appreciate what you're doing, I promise. Thank you. If you could just help us out a little more. And one more remark that's not exactly on target is uh, every time I email all of you, I've only gotten one response from one person. I've gotten a lot of responses from Mr. Gilliard saying my mailbox is full. <laughs> every time. Every time. Over the years. Every time. And I do not believe that that is correct. Just saying. Um, now I've lost my train. Um, please, lady and gentlemen, please look at what is going on in the county. Exemptions, yes, but why do these companies have to have so many? You're taking the money from us. And I, I, another positive thing I want to say is Ms. Glenda Roberts is top notch. I was out of the country over the summer and my exemption, sorry everybody, I want one too, uh, was handled perfectly <laughs> well did. per email. Uh, my email didn't go through at first, but Ms. Tart helped and Ms. Glenda responded personally, and so everything was settled. That's, that was really a job well done. Um, yeah, I mean, I could go down my whole list, but you received my email, I guess everybody but Mr. Gilliard, and those are my questions, and I would appreciate an answer, and I would appreciate that some action be taken. Thank you. Was that polite enough to that's say? That's <laughs> you, you did very well. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be in touch. Uh -huh. um, listen, I have this. Or email, or uh, how are you going to do that? Let's look at the email first, then we'll. Oh. Would, you, would you like to come in? Uh, 
Yeah, as soon as I get my back straight. Okay, done, all right, okay, that, all right. We'll do that. We'll do that. Mr. Uh, so somebody make a note of that for Will Foster, please. Uh, I remind you too the um, the exemptions, Liberty County Development Authority, Liberty County Development Authority. They usually meet the last Monday of the month unless there's some change, but that's where the exemptions are to be discussed. The Liberty County Development Authority. What time and where? It's uh, usually nine o'clock. Go to, go to their website because I, I do know sometimes because of having trying to uh, get a quorum, they have to change the meetings, but generally the last, the fourth Monday of every month. The office is on the Highway 84. Google the Liberty County Development Authority, so I'll be there. That's where all the exemption information is. Okay. In fact, they're going to try to come uh, this evening, uh, but not making you come back. But, yeah. Next person, please. Mr. Chairman, Mr. Gregory Lukowski. Thank you, sir. That's it, sir. That's it, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. Commissioners, we'd allow for your feedback. If there be any, then we'll close this out and get ready for this evening. Uh, <clears throat> Commissioner Stevens. Mr. Chair and everyone in the audience, sometime I have to write things down to make sure I remember it. <clears throat> I just want to say it like I I do not enjoy raising taxes. I don't make any, I have not never made any promise that I will lower taxes. <clears throat> but we as commissioners up here, whatever decisions that we make, we don't get a discount. Mm -mm. This is applied to every prop, homeowner, property owner in the county. <clears throat> now, there's a few things that I would like to look at as a commissioner for Liberty County. <clears throat> a couple of years ago, we took on the hospital, I mean the EMS service from the hospital. And that's one of the only uh, millage rate that the county commissioners can control besides this one. And when we took on about 48 employees from the hospital, the hospital was able to keep the same millage rate that they had, but the Board of Commissioners accept that additional uh, burden. And I have made mention several times that maybe we need to go back and look at the hospital millage rate. I'm not saying that they're not catching hell over there, but we catching hell over here. So if my face is gonna be dirty, then their face needs to kind of look the same. So my recommendation a year ago was to go back and try to lower the hospital millage rate to uh, at least take away about one, one point, well, about 1.5 millage rate, which would leave them with suffice enough money to operate. Now, another thing that we need to look at that will help employees out within the county, it will be in a form of a raise. We need to look at this board need to look after shopping around for insurance to make it feasible for the lowest employee that works for the county that they will be able to take home more money. That would be like a pay raise to the employees. And also, we enjoy industries coming to Liberty County, but these industries must and will have to stop paying their fair share for it will help us out with fire. 
EMS, law enforcement, and anything else, and infrastructure. But these industries must start paying their fair share. Thanks, sir. I'm coming down the line. You can pass if you want to. Oh, uh, same story. All right. Ten years, economic development. Let's let's. I'm sorry. I, okay. I, again, ten years, same thing. Uh, let's think outside the box. Economic development. Uh, let's look at some type of revenue generating project, uh, Mr. Chair. Uh, can we put together an exploratory committee to look at some other options? That's all I got today. Tired. You consistent. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're we're spending money on everything else. Uh, even if you look at recreation, it's 2% of the budget. That's quality of life. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I do appreciate the opportunity to serve. Also serving on the finance committee over the past many, many years, there have been several that have been faithful to the finance committee. And uh, we have combed over and looked over and cut. It, it, we did, I think, a great job. Our staff and our department heads have done a great job. Those that we or Mr. Brown's office has authority over, <laughs> the elected officials, we do not have authority over. Um, obviously, we can approve their budget or not. But Mr. Brown's department heads, and many of them are here today. And I appreciate the fact that y'all took the time to come over today. We have stood up EMS. We have stood up fire. But I live in the unincorporated area. When I call 911, I want somebody to come. I live like 15, 18 miles from here. And I appreciate the fact that uh, Station 15 Fire <laughs> Department was the first one that we got. And we got it with splossed money when Mr. John McGyver, Chairman McGyver, was the chairman at that time. And they have answered many calls out in our community. Accidents, they don't get called just to a fire. They get called to accidents or people falling and hurting themselves or need help back in the bed. Sometimes we have to limit those calls as to what, or limit them completely. But they get calls all the time. And I appreciate the fact they're in the unincorporated area. And it takes money to put those people there. The voluntary fire departments are no longer. Those men and women don't want to get up and go to a fire. Most of them have their own paying jobs during the day. So we have to pay those folks to be there. We have looked, we've cut, and we've done everything I think that we possibly could have done um, to cut that seven million, seven and a half million dollars um, from departments that many of you may be sitting in here now. You may not have got that extra person you wanted or whatever, but you see what we have to deal with when we set the millage rate. And I own my own home. I'm homestead. Just like he said earlier, <laughs> we don't get any cuts, you know. But uh, we try very diligently to make and stretch that money as far as we can. And thank you all um, for uh, approving SPLOS year after year after year so that we can have extra um, gravy, I guess you could say, uh, to to have a uh, roads paved or uh, I'm working on the new health department. 
man, that thing has been there since I was wee little, you know, and I'm, <laughs> I'm retired now. So it's time we get a new one, and I am looking forward to that groundbreaking. And a lot of that will be done with SPLOS. The, my uh, Coastal Health District has um, set aside money to put that there. But those men and women working in that building today, it is totally they probably wouldn't even born them when that building. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, they need a new facility. And we do have a lot of projects on the books. And um, we are growing by leaps and bounds. And I do. We were really looking for that digest growth. And it came. But so did other unexpected emergencies come in that we have to get paid for. And we all have, we all have those day to day. It's life. We have it. But I appreciate everyone that came today. Thank you. Thank you. You said you're good? Yeah. Okay. Commissioner Walden? Yeah, I just want to say thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman. It's good to see you. And I see one of my good friends, Ms. Hodges, in the back. Haven't seen you in a while. But um, I think a lot of times people feel like we don't care, that we just sit up here. But it's this has been a trying year for us because of the increase and because of the taxes. I am retired, my wife is retired. Um, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of tough, I understand it. Miss um, Mayor, I didn't see your email till it said Nancy Holman, Mayor. Now, now I know who you, Meyer. <laughs> so I know who you are now, but um, we all together sitting up here, it is a, it's, we argue and we fight uh, we vote against one another, but it's not because we dislike them. It's just our feelings on one thing and another. This is a hard budget, the hardest one that I've ever seen. Mr. McIver talked about tightening your belt. Well, we can remember years ago <laughs> the voted machines we've had. I don't know what the expense has been since. I mean, we have had to get new voting machines we've had to get new fire trucks we've had to get new employees that's part of it that's part of day-to-day -day process but um i i do believe this group up here works hard we try to collectively get together and and move forward the issue that you made on the on the um taxes that um are delinquent you know if you got a $100,000 home and it's delinquent, basically all you've got to pay is the interest. You can pay the interest for a while and never have the full amount. That is one thing that I thought that we ought to do is those interest rates on delinquent taxes ought to be raised up to where the prime's at. So it costs that individual if he's wanting to just not pay his taxes and pay 2%, I think it needs to be at 6 and 8%, and we're able to generate that money. Not that it's, there are people that can't pay them for a good, just reason, but that's what that gentleman gets when he's down there. Mr. Jones will look at it and say, I'll help you. We'll give you a little bit of time. You gotta give everybody a little bit of leeway, but I've seen property this whole county that is delinquent, and we see it occasionally in the newspaper. What do they do? They run uptown, they pay a little bit of interest, and they go home. So uh, again, I appreciate you coming. 
it's good to see you, the fire chief in the back. Um, we'll, um, we'll do all we can. Um, and I hope everybody has a successful rest of the year. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. Fire chief, come up, if you will, please. Just address the, uh, the, the ladder truck issue, if you will, please, sir. He's not on this the agenda. brought up. Yeah. And let me say this, um, before he speaks, uh, you heard Mr. Moses say working on looking at the, collecting the fees. Uh, we, we talked with Recreation and Board about looking at those fees. So there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes. But if you do tune in our meetings, you'll hear us discuss a lot of things during our meetings, you know. So, so some of the things you guys mentioned are in the works. Um, and we just need you to know this. So he, he's, this is my fire chief. I know there's a, a ladder truck project that's in the works. So if you just inform the, 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 uh, our citizens, I'd appreciate it, sir. Yes, sir. Chairman, Commissioner. So uh, currently, Liberty County is in possession of a ladder truck. It was something that was approved last December, something that was in the works um, as early as October of last year with Pooler Fire Department. It was purchased through special purpose local option sales tax from SPLOS 6 uh, for $45,000. A ladder truck, um, we got used. It did not have equipment on it, did not come with any of the equipment. There were some tests that need to be done. Um, it has passed all of its tests um, as expected, and currently we're in the process of getting the equipment for this apparatus. It has got, still got to go through decaling and striping. Once that vehicle comes online, it will actually be located at the Miller Park Fire Station uh, because that's where we currently will have space for it. Um, and we are still going to be looking at avenues of getting an additional ladder truck for the county. Okay. Why are you there? Uh, t tell the good folk how we having to be innovative with your staffing. So our staffing is uh, <coughs> quite innovative right now. Um, we do have a very small amount of volunteers. Um, I believe one of the commissioners brought up at the last meeting being a volunteer is quite difficult for today's day and age. They are held to the same requirements that a career firefighter is. Um, and if not, it hurts us on an ISO. So we have to hold them to the same standards that we do a regular firefighter. We do have part-timers. Part-timers are great. They are a huge uh, piece in filling where we currently have 15 vacancies within the full-time staff. Um, currently, I believe we're sitting right at about 22 part-time uh, firefighters and there's advertisements uh, for them the one thing that we all have to re be reminded of is in those events of the natural disasters major incidences things like that when the EOC has to stand up those part-timers we lose they go back to their full-time department so all we have are our full-timers and the the volunteers that we have um, as far as our our full-time <coughs> staff uh, our training division has been a huge uh, feeding source for full-time firefighters uh, at our last graduation, you heard me turn and say that more than 60% of our current full-time staff has gone through our recruit program, um, which is huge. Um, we are currently, and for everybody out there in Facebook world, <laughs> currently we have a recruit advertisement out, so you need no experience. We will take care of all of the training, pay you to get the training. We will even give you uniforms to show up to work. That closes on December 29th. Come and be a part of this be part of the change, be part of the growth. Um, we also have um, a different technique out there called our lateral firefighter program that is scheduled for the first time to go where we can bring in currently certified firefighters from other agencies as long as they meet certain requirements and get them to the floor fast. Um, so we are out there, there are challenges with people. 
Um, on the topic of uh, things costing way much more, I, I, I want to remind you all as the commissioners, you guys have been gracious to the fire department. Uh, back in 2018, you guys authorized purchase of two fire trucks. Those two fire trucks cost $749,982 for two fire trucks. Today, you currently approved a fire truck last August. That one fire truck is $680,000. Two fire trucks to one, and look at what the cost has happened from 2018 to approved in August of last year. It's the inflation. It's lead times. It's build times. So it is being felt anywhere and everywhere. So um, I know that I don't just feel it on my side. I know that EMS is even in more of a struggle when it comes to cost for trucks and trying to get trucks just to band-aid stuff together to keep it rolling. So it's not just fire department. It's everywhere that has a specialty vehicle. And unfortunately, <laughs> in fire and EMS, we require specialty vehicles. Chairman, did that answer your question? Yes, was my question. Yes, sir. Good job. Thanks. Thank you, sir. All right, Sister Antier, obtain a motion to adjourn this public hearing. So move. Second. Second. All in favor, show of hands. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for coming. Our last uh, hearing will be this afternoon at 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm.